Update of the U.S. economy relative to PMIs. I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point, 10.13 a.m. Eastern Time, October 2nd. A few minutes ago, we've got uh, S&P Global <clears throat> PMIs and it, for manufacturing, and it showed for the U.S. a rebound to 49% or so. Uh, so that's a positive note. And then we got the ISM, which I'm showing on this chart. Uh, their PMI also at 49 and which is a bit unusual to get them both on the same page in a single month, but over a few months and longer term, they do the same thing. At any rate, uh, very pleased with this. I've updated the chart showing the 49% for manufacturing. So manufacturing bottomed relative to PMIs uh, back in June. And we got the evidence of that by July. And by August, I said, I think we've got it. I waited for it to take out some of these highs to show us a trend-following turn because I was having a difficult time timing the bottom this year. It really should have even bottomed late last year. Now, unlike GDP, the PMI stayed, uh, extended its downtrend much longer. GDP went negative for the first half of last year, and that was a definition of a recession. Then it turned positive, and I correctly forecast that it would, and ever since then, the economy's been growing. But the PMI has refused to be in line with GDP, and that's extremely a strange moment. The reason I use PMIs is they're updated monthly, and it gives us a little more frequency of update than what we get for GDP. And normally PMIs run a very positive correlation to GDP. So it's a clue of GDP and a clue of the economy. Well, this time around, the PMIs, specifically manufacturing, stayed down quite a while. A little longer than desired for this uh, cycle, which is called a kitchen business cycle. It basically means uh, business inventories uh, fluctuate about a three to four year cycle. But we've learned it actually shows up in many types of data for business statistics, macro economy, and even prices. Okay, Now this kitchen business cycle is inside of a much larger juggler business cycle. And that juggler relates to a primary cyclical recession once a decade. Had it in 2008, 2009, along with super cycles. So it was the financial crisis. Then we had it in uh, going into 2020 uh, with the COVID and lockdown and had yet another recession right on time, but entirely different story than we've ever seen before, but still worked. Okay, And then we got the economic recovery. And now this is just a fluctuation, meaning there's other kitchen cycles within this prior juggler business cycle, creating some of the bigger fluctuations. So the kitchen ought to be up into next year. And this suggests chance for growing economy relative to PMIs. Now, the manufacturing for this uh, PMI, we need to get it above 50. So we have another 1.1 uh, points to go here uh, to show it above 50. 50 is neutral. Below 50 means the economy is contracting. So would it, uh, in a greater detail, even though I just called a bottom for PMI, I'm also saying probably the rolling recession or whatever it is is over, okay? But some people would say in greater detail, no, you really needed to get above 50 to show manufacturing is truly growing and then a hint for the economy. Well, again, we need to be careful of speaking against the economy when looking at PMI. PMI is off in its own little world. It's been dragging its feet. It's way behind, but it looks like it's time to catch up. This is very nice performance. I'm very pleased, and we should move forward from here for our forecast 
for a growing economy this decade and bullish stock market and certainly for next year. Now, this next chart is an annual chart of the PMI. Okay, so it just shows you the beginning of the year, the end of the year, and then the lowest and highest value of the year. Well, we've updated it as of today for the PMI for September. Came down, turned up, and you can see even the color has changed. And what that means is it's above the opening value, but it's turned out it's even above last year's close. This looks like a positive reversal pattern at a time when we're looking for an important business cycle. It's probably bottom and Chanel move higher into next year. Okay, now even if it doesn't move up all that much, as long as it stays above 50, the stock market can do very well and the economy can do very well. It doesn't have to move up to these historical uh, highs. In fact, it's usually at its highest right after recession. It's just how the math flows. Okay, um, so this looks constructive, looks good, but now we need something above 50. Now later this week, we're probably going to learn the services version of these PMIs. Um, they've already turned up and looking positive, like the economy's growing. They're already in line with GDP. It's the manufacturing in our country that's catching up. Now, the next one is my economic indicator, but it's only using the manufacturing, and some people have asked me, past, why didn't I switch to services? Because this nation is uh, far larger in services industries than manufacturing. But what I've learned, the coordination of the two, it doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, yeah, but things would have looked a little more optimistic of favoring the services here in recent months. But at any rate, this is an annual chart of an indicator that is simply saying if PMIs are below 50, subtracted, above 50, add it to the prior month, and if I have 50, do nothing. And what this does is it takes out some of that fluctuation that you may call noise and the model saying there's no such thing as noise in markets and, and indicators and data, but you may... It eliminates it and allows us to see better the recessions that show up near juggler business cycle bottoms and then you can see the economic growth of when we spend most of a decade with economic growth and then these recessions are just little scares more than anything when you look at the history of this country if you look at the overall trend since the 1950s to date for this data the economy is growing if you look at it from 1930s, the economy's growing. It didn't grow in the 1930s. That was a Great Depression, and it had problems in the 1800s when we look at GDP. For PMIs, we only have it from 1950 to now. At any rate, uh, this is going to turn up into next year more likely and catch up as well. It needs above 50 so it can turn this annual indicator around and saying we're okay, everything's moving forward. Well, like I say, I've had to discount these, this lagging and this negativity by this specific indicator. Uh, it has run way slower uh, than uh, I've, I've ever seen it do. So this has been a strange time for macroeconomics from 2020 till now, and even more so with the inflation till now. Okay. At any rate, this is uh, a positive indication that at least as of this month here, we should see uh, this indicator catch up with GDP. We should continue to see GDP move forward. Now, the next step is whether the stock market likes this information. I would think they would because it also sends a message that in September, the very high interest rates, this, well, I shouldn't say very high, they're really back to normal of what we would expect over the last 50 to 100 years. But the very fast record pace rise in interest rates 
Uh, I would say in September, uh, manufacturers were saying they were dealing with that. They were getting by with these rising interest rates, and they're becoming a little more optimistic that things are improving for them in business. And you just plug that into the rest of the economy. And so the real worries is, do we put interest rates too high? Are we going to uh, relive some recession fears over the next year? And my model is saying, no, be optimistic, be bullish, and move forward. But we can have short-term scares. We've just seen them here in August and September. And with any luck at all, the seasonals now turning up for the stock market and be less scared. And some people are saying they're hopeful that investors stop focusing so much on the rise in interest rates and focus more on this next round of earnings of how business is doing because the stock market it really backed off more than it should have relative to what's going on with inflation and interest rates uh, in their opinion and that's my stance at this time all right that's your update of the u.s economy no crash and burn no problems here again this is only telling us where we're at today it's i'm forecasting an economy and this is just backing up but there are people out there forecasting issues and we've got to uh, address those and assess those over time and deal with it over time. Past results are not a indicative of future results. Thank you.